Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy-Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. Welcome to episode 87. Today, we're going to talk about heavy-duty diagnostic leak detection, and my guest joining us today is Alex Parker. She's the CMO and Executive Vice President at Redline Detection. Now, this is a replay of a live interview that I did with Alex a few weeks ago. I hope you enjoy it. She is backstage waiting to come on live, so let's introduce her to the show. Alex, welcome to our program today. Good morning, Jamie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for being here. I'm looking forward to learning more about your company and about the problems that you're addressing and and the service that you provide the industry. So I'd like to start off by just getting an understanding of the background of, you know, diagnostic leak detection. Where did all this come from? What's the problem that you're kind of addressing with your solution? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Redline Detection is, uh, you know, we're located here in beautiful Orange, California. We make all of our equipment right here in the USA. And we originally started in the automotive segment. Leak detection has been around for a long time. But when it really crossed over into heavy duty was with the onset of after treatment systems, right? We all want cleaner air. This has been around for a while. But we really saw about 10 years ago this big ramp up in the focus on uh, cleaner emissions. And, of course, fuel economy goes hand in hand with that. So um, that's when we started seeing the cost of after-treatment system maintenance and repair go up on the heavy-duty side. So, you know, one of your guests recently, I think it was Scott Bolt, said that after-treatment cost has moved up to be the number one cost for fleets. The last uh, data I had said it was right behind fuel and tires. In any case, it's an enormous expense. And what we know is that we're only headed toward more uh, emissions regulations, right? And that after treatment is going to become a bigger and bigger concern. Uh, The way that that relates to leak detection is quite simply this, is that what we know is that if vehicles have an upstream component leak, if there's an unmetered air leak, that it's going to cause a dramatic uptick in after treatment system maintenance, repair, downtime. So this is a way that really effectively addresses that rising cost. When you talk about the costs, um, some of the research I've seen is that since the pre-2010 emissions standards, so engines pre-2010 and what fleets were spending on um, diesel emission at that time compared to today, there's something like a 1,800% increase in cost to fleets. And I saw that there was one fleet with 500 units, and they're now spending $27,000 a month on average in maintenance and repairs of their diesel emissions system. So it is a massive cost. And and yeah, you're right. Like 
actually exceeding the cost of of tires and brakes and things like that that traditionally fuel were the the number one cost for fleets. So it's definitely an issue. I'd like to go into that a little bit deeper. So when there's problems in the system, what kinds of uh, maintenance issues and repair issues come up in the after treatment system? And then we'll talk about the solution. Yeah, well, you know, listen, it doesn't have to be something really complex. What we find is that um, I think the figure is 89% of upstream component leaks are things that are, are, are not big, expensive fixes. It doesn't take a lot. But if, you know, it can be a housing, it can be a gasket, but you get that unmetered air in there and you risk, you know, the engine is not going to be able to reach the, the system's not going to be able to reach the appropriate temperature to burn off the ash, right? And you're going to end up with a lot more frequent cleaning. Every time you go into that system, you risk something else not fitting and introducing another uh, component leak or problem. You said a minute ago that there was a, you were looking at a group of 500. What we see is that the really big fleets, you know, the big nationwide fleets, they look at this and they say, we can, by eliminating these small upstream component leaks, we can do a 10-minute test as routine maintenance. It's very little time, right, as part of scheduled maintenance. And by doing so, we can pick up a small percentage of fuel economy, right? If you're a big national fleet, a, a tiny percentage makes a big impact. But what we see with medium and smaller fleets, and I think for many of your listeners, small fleets or even owner operators, is the real win on this is uptime. Because, Jamie, what's, what's the number that uh, you have for a truck being out of service for a day. What does it cost to have a truck out of service? Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen some people say that uh, repair downtime, unscheduled downtime, can cost somewhere between four hundred and forty eight and seven hundred and forty nine dollars on average, just for an unscheduled downtime event. If you're a small fleet or an owner operator having a truck, and and when is it ever down for an hour? It's not. Yeah. When is it? And really, is it one day? Because now it's a, it's the first day to get it there, and then it's down for a day, and then it's a half a day to get it back and get it back in service where it needs to be. So you're talking about a day, a day and a half, two days down. Now you're talking about real money. You and I were, were talking before, you know, we're friends. And, you know, the bottom line here is we can go into all the technical stuff, but at the end of the day, it has been a very, very tough year for all of us, for people across our industry in different segments, and a lot of your listeners who run uh, smaller, medium-sized fleets or who are owner-operators, some of them, because we're in this transportation moment, right? Uh, some of them are having fantastic years, but there's still a lot of anxiety out there. We don't know what's going to come next. Um, and really, at the end of the day, I think what we're talking about is the thing that's most important is we all want to make a good living and take care of our families and, and do so safely, right? Yeah. Um, and this is helping those uh, smaller operators to do that. Uh, just before you go on, Alex, I just wanted to note here, we've got Daniel Simon from uh, Dorman Products, and he, he agrees. He says this is an important conversation. I know Daniel very well. He's been on the show. Thanks, Daniel, for participating in our conversation today. And, you know, just what I know of Daniel's point of view of serving the industry. You're right. This this has such an impact on people's lives. And when you think about a fleet and you think about the owner operator, right? You think about the independent fleet owner, they are relying on this equipment to make their livelihood. And so when they've got all these other stressors going on, the last thing they need is something negative to happen that is actually preventable. And what I was really interested in 
is, you know, when you talked about how if you don't detect these problems, it, you know, it can it can really adversely affect the system. I was thinking about the DOC. You know, a lot of times people look at the DPF filter and they say, well, that one we can visually inspect, but the DOC, we don't know what's going on inside of it. And if it's not heating up to temperature, it's not operating properly. Now this is causing all kinds of other problems. And you said that really this is uh, part of a preventative maintenance program that is only 10 minutes. I'd like you to tell me a little bit more about how the equipment works so that our audience gets an understanding of that. And then we can talk about kind of how that impacts people and their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really what you're doing is power intake is the trade name that we that we have for it. And it's, it's really what's necessary to use these higher pressures for higher volume and uh, large engines in heavy duty. And you're really blocking off the system on both ends and injecting a visual vapor that's completely harmless. And in these complex high volume engines, you're using a very high flow, very high density visual vapor so that you're simulating the boost of a running engine so it can be tested with the engine safely off. Mm. And most of these component faults, you can't see it with your eye. First of all, let's talk about the complexity of these engines, right? I mean, you open these things up and, and, and it's very difficult to get to. Even if you can, these faults open up under the pressure and heat of running engines. So by using this, it takes about five minutes to hook up, takes less than 10 minutes to run the test. And it is so clear. You can see exactly where the faults are. And again, you know, one of the things that we see is the is that OEMs have adopted this all over and they love it because it's it's really cutting warranty costs because rather than just guessing and replacing expensive components, they are actually pinpointing exactly what the problem is, right? The last thing that you want is to have some component fault that it's eating into your fuel economy. Maybe it's causing you to prematurely have filters clog up, so you're having to do more maintenance and you know, maybe force regens even right. But the last thing you want is it's middle of January. You don't want somebody on the side of the road. You know, yeah. you know, let's talk again about driver safety and operator safety. So this is part of PM that you can use to increase the safety. Let me add one more thing too. One of the things that we see is that you get uh, carbon monoxide intrusion into the cab, right? And and you'll hear drivers complain about it and they say, I, I can smell it or, you know, but they can't find it. It's really difficult to find, especially when you're talking about leaks that may be under that dashboard. You can't get under that dashboard with all the electronic components and spray soapy water and try to look for a leak. It's just not going to work, right? right. You're going to be doing more damage than, uh, than you are benefit. So this is being used as a strategy to find those intrusions and eliminate potential carbon monoxide leaks in the cab that can be really dangerous, particularly this time of year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it reminds me of a story. The first time I ever experienced that myself, we were driving in a van and we had the door open because we were carrying something. I was like 20 years old and um, the the van admittedly wasn't in the best shape. And that draft of because the, the back hatch was open, the carbon monoxide from the exhaust was coming into the vehicle. And I remember only driving about 15 minutes on the highway and literally almost falling asleep at the wheel because we were being gassed. And we didn't realize what was going on immediately. And once we figured it out, we were so fortunate that nothing you know worse happened. But I remember that first uh, experience with that. And I thought of how dangerous that is. So that's not necessarily something that came to my mind when I first looked at your product and started to get to know you and talk about your company. 
I never really thought about the safety side. Steve Hoke, uh, president of Diesel Emission Service, they've got five branches where they're doing repair work. And he says this is a mandatory tool if you want to be in the repair business and that all of his facilities use it. So Steve, so glad to have you with us today. Yeah, you know, Steve uh, Steve brings an amazing career of experience and, and wisdom and insight. And uh, he sent me a nice message last night saying, you know, excited that you're going to, going to go talk to Jamie. So thanks for your support, Steve. We really appreciate it. This has been a great conversation so far. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I just wanted to take a brief moment to let you know that I've been working with forward-thinking, heavy-duty companies as a business consultant creating great content, helping sales use digital tools more effectively, and developing business growth strategies are the most common projects that I'm involved in. If you would like to work with me, go to heavydutypartsreport.com slash consultant. That's heavydutypartsreport.com slash consultant to learn more. I also work as a brand ambassador for great brands like Diesel Parts. Diesel Parts is a aftermarket parts cross-reference and lookup tool that makes it easier to identify parts than ever before. Go to parts.diesellaptops.com to create your free account. That's parts.diesellaptops.com. All right, let's get back to the interview. It's fantastic to hear from people like Steve. And uh, as well as uh, I got another message last night from a friend, uh, one of the big truck manufacturers, it applies in terms of the large fleets, the manufacturers, and, uh, and especially smaller fleets and owner operators. And if you don't mind, Jamie, can I just talk for a second about this, about the RP, especially owner operators? And, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I own my business and I, I really have a heart for people who are out there and, uh, you know, working every day and, and taking the risk and running their business. The thing that I love most about TMC, so this is the Technology Maintenance Council of the American Trucking Association. And if you're not familiar with it, get on and look at all the things that TMC does, because they are absolutely the most incredible leadership in our industry. And one of the most important functions of TMC is that they develop RPs, recommended practices. So this is something that our team has been involved in for about the past five, six years. And you sit in a council, in a committee room with the most brilliant minds in our industry. I'm talking about they're the ones who designed these vehicles and they're the ones who, who know it backwards and forwards. They're the ones who are running the biggest fleets in North America. And they all come together in this really collaborative uh, spirit and say, what do we need to do for our industry? What's important right now, right? What's essential for our operators to know? And they develop these recommended practices. So I think it's been about 30 years that the uh, TMC recommended practices have been out there. And the process to develop an RP is incredibly rigorous. They will say, listen, here's a rising issue. In this case, uh, the cost of after treatment, repair and maintenance, right? Which is just skyrocketed. And uh, that, that hurts everybody, no matter how big you are or how small you are. And then what can we do about it? And so this process of developing a recommended practice, uh, in our case, we were asked to contribute to it. And it took about two and a half years right around there. And that's not that's not like whipping something up and just throwing no, it together, right? No, this, this is not a piece of marketing material that somebody put out there and said, hey, try this, right? Yeah. This is 
Really? And then it's vetted. So a couple times a year, this group meets and they vet it and they say, well, what if we went back out to the market and got more feedback about this? Well, what if we went back out and asked a couple more fleets? What if we went and asked Navistar what their experience was with this? What if we went and asked Volvo what their experience was using this, right? Both of those happen to be companies that have chosen this equipment and that are using it. And then they develop an RP. Well, RP375 specifies that uh, it's important. It's really a, an essential practice to be using diagnostic leak detection in the maintenance for the long-term health of an after-treatment system, as well as uh, to cut costs in uh, in these ex- in these expensive systems and maintaining the health of it, and also the maintenance and repair. So RP three seventy five is really important. And leaping off point on that was that. Nationwide fleets, these huge guys, they've got teams of people. They've got teams of people who are gathering data and putting this together. You know who doesn't have teams of people? Small business owners. That's right. So the most important thing and the way that this is most impactful is for owner operators and small fleets. There was a gentleman when we were in Atlanta, you know, back when we used to get out in the world, right? So was this was this in 2020 in Atlanta in the spring or there? Uh, February. February, yeah, yeah. I was I was there as well. It's like the last thing, right? Yeah. Uh, can't wait to get back out there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you would be both. <laughs> yeah, and, and he said uh, he said, you know, I I run a hundred trucks, and I have so much information coming at me all the time. I can't I can't keep up with it. I don't know what's important and what's not. And the recommended practices cut through the noise. And they tell me what's really important, what's going to impact my bottom line, help me to make more money and take care of my family and take care of my employees and run my fleet more efficiently and profitably. Yeah, yeah. And that's so important because I'll tell you a little bit of a story just to give you a background. So this was a independently owned fleet. They were vocational and they had a major issue with the transmission. And at the time I was selling transmissions. And so we went in, we, we really helped them. We ended up putting three transmissions in the guy's truck. There was something really strange going on, but we stuck with the customer. And at the end of it all, when it was all said and done, we found out what the problem was. It cost them some money, but we also covered some of it for them. And the message he sent back wasn't like, you know, thanks so much for helping my business. It was my wife would like to extend a huge thank you to you and your company because of the impact this had on our family. And when you're independent, I mean, that's what it's all about. So having those recommended practices and having the benefit of the larger organizations really rigorously testing all of this and, and contributing to it, and then that is available to those independents and it makes a big difference for them. It really does make a big difference for them. And, and TMC just really shines in that area. So we'll all be back this year at the Super Tech Challenge, which is amazing, right. you know, really shining light on technicians, the amazing work that they do. And we'll be back at TMC and, and working with fleets this way too. So Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it too. I, I just think I look at a time when we might be able to go to all of the shows in one year again. <laughs> it feels like it may never happen, but I think we'll get there. Yeah, you know, it's been a really crazy year. I know that that is such an understatement. It's been a tough year for a lot of people. I think that one of the real lasting benefits of this is that we've all figured out how to communicate without getting on airplanes. You know, we've all all gotten better at that. You know, work in our tech center here. We have in our headquarters here in Orange, California, we have a beautiful uh, tech center. And so we're able to do demos. And uh, one of the things that I think really makes Redline, our company, unique is that we we really are a 
a group of people, a, a building full of people who have a passion for helping our customers. I'm not a technician. I don't have a technician background. I know my product, I know my industry. But if your if your listeners have technical, really, you know, really technical questions, and they would like to find out whether this might be a solution for them, I would just really encourage them to pick up the phone and call us because we love hearing from people who are out in the field, and we really will do our absolute best to help answer questions or uh, help them with solutions. Um, you know, whether they've bought the equipment or not. To just see whether it may be a good fit for them. And we have some amazing uh, technical minds here in the building. So, so yeah, please reach out to us. And all that contact information is found on your website. So people can just Google red line detection and get right through. It's very easy. You're also very active on social. So it won't be a difficult uh, time for anyone. And we'll also include some links in the show notes of the episode once we publish this, the replay on heavydutypartsreport.com. So people will be able to find you if they so desire. I would like to understand, because I know that you've done a lot of work with the dealerships, but I'd like to understand how your company makes your products available to, let's say, an independent repair group or a uh, someone who is perhaps selling to those independents or have, a, have their own fleet and maybe they're doing their own maintenance. Like, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we work with channel partners. Uh, so depending upon where you are, we give us a call. We can help you to locate somebody who's in your area. It's really nice to work, you know, with with someone who's in your region and in your area. Uh, so we really support our channel partners in that way. And uh, we're happy to help help connect you to, no matter where you are. Well, thank you so much for being uh, with us today. I really appreciate it. Jamie, it was such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. And just uh, sending all of our best to your listeners out there. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all back out in the world really soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. And I just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile. And <laughs> let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.